0: Let's look ahead to Friday. There are 10 games on. We're looking at streaming targets, injury updates, what's on our radar, all that stuff. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and today I found out that the most, or the city that listens to this show the most out of any in the world is Toronto. Makes sense. Noth- nothing else to do up there. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore ball, on TikTok at redrock underscore ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode it's brought to you by FanGil. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your best bet of $5 or more wins. Visit fanjuel.com slash locked on to get started. Thank you also for making locked on fantasy basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Double bang it. Listen to the audio if you're in Toronto. Watch the video if you're in Toronto. Do it everywhere, actually. Um, obviously, obviously, it- obviously, I'm joking about Canada having nothing else to do. You guys can play with the snowmen. There's plenty to do up there. Um, but thanks to everyone who has made this year again uh, the most successful um, season of Locked On Fantasy Basketball. And we've got the biggest show, one of the most important shows coming up next week, Thursday, February 8th, 1 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you're there. I want 20,000 people watching that show. I don't know if I'll get it. That is a ridiculously high goal that is going to set me up for failure for sure. But we've got over 1,000 pre-bangs on that show. And I just, I, I just want 20,000. I want to make it just a gigantic trade deadline show. We can come in, analyze the news, and have fun. It's a bloody fun hobby, mate. That's what we should be doing, having fun. So, yeah, join me for that. Put it into your calendars, and uh, I will see you there. Thursday. No, not Thursday. It is th- days. Who knows what they mean? I'm talking about Friday, February the 2nd, in the NBA. There are 10 games on Let's take a look what we need to look at. Of course, the injury news is always going to be updating throughout the day. This is what we are currently at. The Moose Mike Muscala is out. Isaiah Stewart remains out for the Pistons. So are they going to go to Danilo Gallinari? They, they probably are, honestly. Anything to avoid playing 25 minutes of Assar Thompson. So just watch that. Uh, Tari Easton's likely to be out for Houston. Moses Moody and Gaz Payton are out for Golden State. Jake LaRavia. Is out for Memphis. Desmond Bain is out for Memphis. Marcus Smart is out for Memphis. Gordon Haywood will be out for Charlotte. I guess so. They won't tell us, but I guess he's out. Isaiah Joe and Bronco Jalen Williams are out for the Thunder. Julian Stroud is going to be out for the Nuggets. Jonte Porter has been ruled doubtful for the Raptors. Um, and then a bunch of statuses we don't have updates on yet. I will check to see if there has been any updates on those. Oh, as, as I say, Julian Stroud is out. He's actually been upgraded to questionable. So that's... That's something that happened. All right, there you go. So that's that. So he might be returning. Um, Paul George is still um, no update on him with that groin injury. That's definitely not a problem. Of course, he missed the last game. And being a minister for the last five, he's been totally okay. Uh, so we're going to put him questionable at the moment. Jordan Poole is officially questionable. Marvin Bagley's actually popped onto the injury report as questionable with a back contusion. Larry Nance has popped onto the injury report with uh, ankle soreness. These are all just popping up now. So that's that. Um... Landry Shamet is questionable. Tyrese Halliburton, he is... Well, they said he was going to play on Thursday, but then they put him as questionable for Thursday, and this is a back-to-back on Friday. They He claims he's going to play both games of the back-to-back, but so did Evan Mobley and the Cavs, and he's not. So we need to watch that. Ben Matherin is still questionable for Thursday's game, for the Pacers. So is TJ McConnell. So is Jalen Smith. So we don't know whether they're going to be available to play on Friday. Uh, Sasha Vizenkov is questionable for the Kings. Grayson Allen is... Actually, Grayson Allen's been taken off the injury report. So he's back. He's returning. Bol Bol is, I believe, still questionable for the Suns. I'm just going to check that. Bol is actually upgraded to Proble. So there you go. Herb Jones is officially questionable for the Pelicans. Zion Williamson is questionable for the Pelicans. Keldon Johnson is questionable. Zach Collins is questionable. Rowan Barrett, Yucca Pertl, and Emmanuel Quickly are all questionable for the Raptors. I'm just going to say that all of the Grizzlies are, are questionable because I don't even know who's playing for the Grizzlies today. They There's so many of their guys that can be in or out at any point, and they actually just chucked extra players onto the injury report for today. So I don't know whether um, Vince Williams is going to play, Luke Kennard is going to play, Santiago Dahmer is going to play, uh, Zay Williams is going to play, Derek Rose, John Conchar. I've got no idea. Do they throw Jaron Jackson or Xavier Tillman onto that list? I, I don't know. I don't even know who's playing on Friday. Their injuries are going to be a mess every single day. I don't have an update yet on LaMelo Ball, so I am at this point listing him questionable. Because we haven't heard anything, I would say you could be, you could feel a bit safer in pushing him to being doubtful, but... I don't know. We're still sitting there waiting for Lamella Ball status. Nikola Jokic is now officially questionable. I was just putting in there as a, well, I guess he's questionable because he missed the last game, but he is officially questionable. Gary Harris is probable after missing those three or four weeks with his calf strain. And Klay Thompson missed the last game due to an illness. He is available to return, but the Warriors actually just ruled Dario Saric out due to an illness. So that must be uh, going around. So that has just come through now as well that Saric is going to be out. Um, so, yeah, so a few additions to that injury report as we went through there. Like I said, we had Sharich um, out, Bagley questionable, Nance questionable. Um, their additions, I think they're the additions. Oh, DeAndre Hunter popped up as questionable with right knee injury management. Uh-oh. I believe, no, that's a that's a first of a back-to-back for the Hawks, so he's going to sit one of those, is my guess, and maybe he sits on Friday. If they could tell us in advance, that would be awesome because I am certain that they know. That brings us to tell you what the back-to-backs are. So it is the Hawks, it is the Warriors, it is the Kings, it is the Spurs. So Hunter's going to miss one of these two games for sure. Uh, the Warriors, you'd expect, will be okay back-to-back-wise. The Kings should be okay back-to-back-wise. And Wembenyama played the last back-to-back for the Spurs. So we think he'll be okay. Zach Collins is officially questionable. Now, I would guess that given he's missed the last couple of games, that he even if he is available, he won't play both of those. So the Trojan Domi Barlow could have two good games. We might just have the one, and that is obviously just something we need to pay um, a little bit of attention to over there. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Happy Super Bowl to all of those who celebrate from FanDuel America's number one sportsbook, the Super Bowl is coming up. We know the NBA likes to get their games over on that day, so we can finish watching the NBA. We can finish our weekly matchup, and then we can get in and watch the Super Bowl. Get your spot on the couch, get your food ready, and get your super bets sorted, because on FanDuel, you can do all of that. You might be able to get a little chance, a little sneaky chance for a last W for football season. Are you picking the winner, Chiefs or Niners? I am going to pick the Chiefs. You can look at Super Bowl MVP, anytime touchdown scorer, individual player props, game total, exact points scored, coin toss results, all that stuff. Plus, you know, they love the same game parlay over there. New customers join today. You get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Go to fangil.com slash locked on to sign up. That is fangil.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with fangil an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. Okay. Um, so we've looked at the back-to-backs. Now let's look at streams of the day. For a 10-team league, it has to be, in my opinion, Aaron Neesmith. He's still available in over 45% of leagues. He just needs to be on a roster while he is flying at the moment. Yes, it is a back-to-back, but Matherin and Halliburton and McConnell are also in and out, and they just should give him 30 minutes a night. It's very hard to trust Richard Carlisle in terms of the minutes every night, but he's an awesome stream for Friday, at least, Neesmith, and otherwise you just roster him. Your 12-team one and your points league streams, I I couldn't feel less good about it. It's Lou Dort. But again, we have to tr- we have to uh, trust the process. I don't want to be too Philadelphia-centric in that. But we do, because we have projections. And projections, despite as best as we try with it, we can't project variance in that way. We can tell you that there's variance, but we can't say, well, today's the day he scores two points, and today's the day he scores 30 points. We can't do that. So we have to just look at averages with projections, with you know, factors taken in to adjust certain parts of it, But at some point, he's going to have a good game. The role is going to be there for Dort. The minutes are going to be there. There's no Jalen Williams. So it's about like rolling the dice through that process and feeling absolutely petrified every time. For 14 teams, I'm going to go with another Aaron. Aaron Wigo-Wiggins, who I do believe has a really good shot of starting for the Thunder over kenrich Williams. He started the second half. He just is efficient, man. He just does stuff, and for 14 teams, I really like that. And then for 16 teams, I'm going to go with Bilal Kulabali. I don't know whether Jordan Pool's going to play, but I was very impressed with the fact that Bilal was able to up his usage last game. The minutes are strong, and look, he's like widely available, 91% available. I don't mind with a week to go to the trade deadline if you want to stash him in 12s. That was a little eye-opening to see that usage bump last game. Absolutely is a 14-team league guy, Bilal, no question about that. And we're getting to the stage where stashing for 12s is all right, I think. And Like I said, for points leagues, it's it's Lou Dort um, with zero level of confidence whatsoever. Let's talk about what's on my radar. 10 games, Clippers and the Pistons is the first game. We don't know whether Paul George is going to play. I wouldn't have thought it would be necessary to get him out there for this game, but who knows. Uh, James Harden's been really putting up huge numbers. He's getting big block numbers. And I talked about this on yesterday's show, saying that it is without question that block numbers are up this season and guard block numbers are higher. And I do believe that there is a change in the way they're being adjudicated. And Harden is benefiting from this. He's always been a pretty good shot blocker. And I should go and do this after this, is go, because you can do it on NBA.com, I'm pretty sure, and you can watch video highlights of every block a player has. So I want to go watch Harden's and McCollum. They're the two that really stand out to me, who are just getting insane block numbers. Even like Alex Caruso getting like a blocker game. He's a good shot blocker, but his blocks are ridiculous at the moment. I assume Desumu's blocks are up. Fred Van Vliet's getting blocks. These good defensive guards are getting way more blocks. And is that part of why like, you know, someone like Van Vliet's steals are down? Because steals in the NBA are actually down this season. Huh. Maybe that's it. Obviously, the blocks are up because Women and Yama and Chet exist. But yeah, that's interesting. Anyway, Harden. Cool. Pistons. I want to see how Jaden Ivey gets mismanaged in this game. Just continual stuff from Monty. Even if you look at the overall numbers and playing time of Jaden, he was pretty good last game. But there's just stuff that Monty does every game that makes you go, well, oh, he hates the bloke. What is going on here? There was a, a thing, and I don't remember who tweeted it out. It was like a clip of Jaden Ivey getting the ball, ready to like, ready to, to, to drive and, and put pressure on the rim. And Monty was like, no, nah, no, nah, timeout. I don't like this look. And Jaden Ivey's like, what are you doing? Like, oh, come on, man. Like, I've got the ball, and I'm, I'm trying to do what I actually can do. And you're like, I don't like the look. Like, bro, come on. So let's see how Ivy is able to maintain value, or if he can or not, next to Kate Cunningham. Kate is actually probable for this game. In terms of streams, probably Daniel Tice for the Clippers. That's because I think, um, yeah, I don't know about Plumlee and uh, Westbrook's obviously rostered too high. Norman Powell's rostered too high for this cutoff, and then Alec Burks for the Pistons there as well with Muscala out. I could easily throw Gallinari in there, um, but you know, like how, how much trust in Gallinari and Monty Williams? But Gallinari would be a really interesting stream. Miami and Washington, let's watch James Butler, General Sauness, who is putting together a really strong run at the moment after a terrible start to the season. Things are going well for Jimmy. I'd be very interested in trading him away. Very, because I don't trust it. But let's see what he brings again. For the Wizards, Tyus Jones is in a slump. He's outside the top 120 over the last two weeks. I do believe that he will be traded. Him having a slump, well, sorry, that's not true. I do believe there's a significant chance that he'll be traded. There's only one player that I think is over 50% chance of getting traded. That's DeJounte Murray. D'Angelo Russell's next on that list. And then everyone else at, say, 25%. But I think Jones is a decent shot to be moved and it wouldn't be into the same role. So it's annoying that he's having a slump streak at the moment because your ability to sell high is non-existent. Shout out to Malcolm Brogdon, who is making that easy. In terms of streams, Caleb Martin probably, but the Martin, Huckers, um, Highsmith, Richardson, bench garbage conglomerate, Makes it hard to pick each night. Martin's at least somewhat interesting there. And then Bilal is the Washington guy who was get, getting more minutes than Avdia anyway and then gets more usage if Jordan Poole does happen to be sidelined. Kings Bases. The Tyrese Halliburton revenge game. The DeMontis Sabonis revenge game. We're back in Indiana for the back-to-back. Let's watch slumping legend De'Aaron Fox because he's been terrible for like three weeks. I, I'm worried about that shoulder problem And, yeah, it'd be really intriguing to see what they do with it, how long they can persist with him playing. Like, this. not saying they're going to bench him or anything, but like they just say, take time off. Or let me guarantee you this. If Darren Fox gets selected for the All-Star break or the All-Star game, he's not playing in it. I'll tell you right now. There's no way he will play in that game if he gets selected. He will say, shoulder soreness, I'm not playing. That is... One of the biggest locks of the century, and I don't like saying lock because I I don't I I don't actually know, but I but I do. I also don't, but I do. So just watch that and I think that will help to reinvigorate him. So the bylaws on after the break. I think we get some good stuff, hopefully coming back. In terms of streams, probably Trey Lyle be Trey Lyle's not the singular, the plural. plural, Two's better than one. Trey Lyle's worth a stream because all the other guys that you consider a herder or a barns, they're above the cutoff that I use here, but you know, if they're available, Herder and Barnes, you prioritize them. And then Nembhardt is the Pacers guy, but there's still a lot of uncertainty around McConnell, um, Halliburton, and Matherin, whether they're going to be available or not to play in this one. The Suns and Hawks. Brad Beal, my guy, can you hit some shots? That's what we want to see. Like, or are you just now uh, Asar Thompson as a shooter? I'm like, hit one, my guy. Do something. Get involved. Look like you know what you're doing. Because at the moment, you look like you don't really know how to play basketball that much. And that's not who Brad Beal is. For the Hawks, I do want to see Sadiq Bay, um, not because I like watching Sadiq Bay play, because honestly, probably down the bottom of the list of the guys that I'd like to see play. But it's the minutes how it uh, how it ties in with what DeAndre Hunter does. Whether Hunter plays or not remains up in the air. Bae, his last couple of games have been really good. The previous fifty were bad, um, and I think he's no more than a stream guy. Eric Gordon's the stream for Phoenix. Value down with Allen back though, and then Hunter is available. Sorry. Let me rephrase that. DeAndre Hunter is available in fantasy leagues, like 66% available. He may not be available for the game, but if he is, that is stream worthy. He's definitely not a 12-team league guy, but he is stream worthy if he does, in fact, play. For the Pelicans, Jonas Valanciunas played a lot of minutes last game because Zion was out. So if Zion is back, what does JV do? Does he play 24 again? If Zion is out, do we get 33 of Jonas? Worth watching. And I'm just putting Victor Wembanyama on here because he continues to be ridiculous. I think from here on out, he's very clearly a top 10 player, maybe top seven, rest of season. Streams, Larry Nance, although now on the injury report. And Bubbles Champagne for the Spurs, uh, especially with some doubt around Calden, but not a, good, not a good stream option, just a deeper league one. For the Orlando Magic, uh-huh, and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Michael Fultz, 31 minutes last game. Jalen Suggs, 32 minutes. Is that what's going to happen? We're going to be getting 30 minutes from those two guys, but Gary Harris is back. So does that just take Mr. Black out of the rotation completely? What does it do to Cole Anthony? Let's see what Fultz's minutes are. That's going to be intriguing. And for the Wolves, well, you know where I stand on the Wizard of Knowles and Oz Reed. Does he change my mind? Because he can get into hot streaks and start to put up you know, top 90 or 100 numbers over a three or four game period. He hasn't for a while, but let's see if we're any, able to get any of that here. Isaac's the stream, I think, for the Magic... It's just hard to see how he gets 25 a night. Maybe he proves me wrong. And then Alexander Walker is the deeper league stream there for the Wolves, whose value rises only if Mike Conley is out. And Mike Conley is not out. Toronto and Houston, Scott Barnes. We want to watch what Barnes is able to do because as a general rule, since we've had the double trade, Barnes has improved. He was awesome to start the year. He tapered way off, quickly arrived. He got worse. Siakam was gone. He got way better. And then last game, he was like missing. So I'm always on Barnes' usage watch. That's my main thing. His block numbers, like everyone's, are up this season. But how does he maintain efficiency on higher usage? Because I have yet to see that being fully realized. For the Rockets, well, it's about Jollibee, Jalen Green, isn't it? Because this man is on one of the heaters of all time. This is one of the biggest sell highs you'll ever see. If you get a top 50 guy back, impossible. But you never know. I say this with all due respect, and I know many of you will agree with me on this, but I'm very, being very cautious about how I word this, and you might know what I'm going to say. I think it is fair to say that Filipino fans are a little bit extra passionate. Is that fair? Maybe, maybe veering into the not quite unhinged territory. A little shout-out, Kai Soto. So, when Jollibee Jalen is firing up like this, uh, would you be able to flip him to someone with Filipino heritage in your league? Is that possible? Uh, I'd look into it. I would look into it. That is... uh, It feels a bit wrong to say, it, but I think it's possible. Anyway, can this man continue to do it? Playing at levels that I've never seen him do. Like 10, 12 percentage points better. In shooting, rebounds up, steals up, everything up. 38 minutes, just ridiculous stuff. In terms of streams, it is Gaz Trent in Toronto, but we could have Purdle quickly and Barrett back, or we could have all of them out and Porter out, meaning Thad Young would be an interesting stream guy there as well, as Bruce Brown getting that big bump. And then Dylan Brooksy's the guy in Houston, who we all hate and has some stream appeal. Shout out to Brooksy and his uh, Canadian heritage. Today's episode is also brought to you by PrizePix. Picks. Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's also the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. You don't have to worry that you're going up against thousands of people in a contest. That's, that's not a thing. You play other DFS things and it's you against me, against John, against Tim, against Sarah, whatever. And you're all just competing for each other's money. On Price Picks, that's not the way it is. You, me, John, Sarah... We're all going to take Price fix money and we can all do it because it's player projections. They put up a number and you just choose more or less. You do between two to six of those. They've got so many different player options, so many different stat options, points, rebounds, threes, assists, steals, blocks, fantasy points, whatever. So many different things. Cross-sport ones as well. You put two to six of those into an entry and you can win up to 25 times your money back. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, the enormous selection of players and stat types. That is what makes PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. So go to PricePix.com slash locked on and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That is pricepix.com slash locked on The code is locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix is daily fantasy sports made easy. Okay, let's get through the rest of these games. Um, The next one up is the Golden State Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies. The other Wiggins, Andy Wiggins, is flying at the moment. Assists rate is up. Steal rate is up. Three-point percentage is up. Two-point percentage is up. Minutes are up. Usage is up. Roll with it. He's been putrid all season outside of about the last week. And even earlier in those first 14 weeks of the season, he would have one good game and then 10 bad ones. Now, it's like three or four in a row. Is that Draymond Green? Yeah, a lot of it is. But he has unlocked the old Wiggins sort of returning. So we've got to have him. Let's hope it continues. In terms of streams, Brandon Pajemski probably looks like the best guy for the Warriors there. A twenty seven minute a night roll off the bench is relatively secure. For the Grizzlies, I don't know. I'm gonna put John Conchar there, but there could be Scottie Pippen, it could be G. Jackson, it could be Santiel Dama, it could be Matthew Hurt, it could be Trey Jemison, it could be Tosun of One. Is that how I say that? I hope it is. I hope I didn't screw that up. Um It's it's impossible. I I don't know. It could be Luke Kennard if he is back, but I don't know. Charlotte, OKC, Brandon Miller. What I want to see from Miller, minutes are way up with Ball and Haywood out. I don't know that that'll be the case in this game because Ball might return. What I need to see from Miller in order to get consistency is do something that's not scoring because the percentages are a bit all over the place. Rebounds, assists, steals, blocks are not particularly high from him. He doesn't get to line a huge amount. And... Like what happens when Ball returns? Where does his usage go? Does Haywood ever play for this team? Gordon says he's not getting a buyout. So when he returns, where does Miller fit in terms of usage role minutes, all that stuff? He is a guy to roster Miller, but the performances have been quite variable. For the Thunder, Josh Giddey, I I just don't think it's happening for Giddy, unfortunately. It doesn't even matter. Jalen Williams is out, nothing he didn't change. Minutes didn't go up, Role didn't change. I think in a shallow league, we move on. Get that garbage out of here! In streams, uh, Cody Martin is probably the guy there. That value rises if Lamelo is out. And then, again, with complete disgust, I'm going to say that Lou Dort is the stream for the Thunder. Aaron Wiggins is the other one. For the uh, Blazers... Taking on the Nuggets, it's about Scooter Henderson, who seems to be getting 22 minutes a night, which is obviously not enough for 12-team leagues. Holding him at the moment is a stash play, waiting for a Malcolm Brogdon trade, remembering that when Brogdon is traded, you probably do get Shaden Sharp returning after that. So where does Scoot fit in? Do they sit down, guys, later in the season? They probably do. I think Scoot will have value mid-March, maybe, but you've got to determine whether you can wait five weeks for that to be the case. See if they change my mind. Aaron Gordon. Big game last time out. He'd sort of been struggling a little bit. He says he's had these weird, weird percentage games. But if Jokic is out, will they run him at centre again? I would expect so. Um, for the streams, Jabari Walker, uh, he's moved back. He's moved to the luxury stash territory from a guy that was getting like 30 a night. He might go back to 30, but he played 23 last game. He'd played 30 the game before that. So we're watching that, but he's a stream guy at least. And then Reggie Jackson on the Nuggets, especially if Jokic is out, we can look to Jackson there. Now, if we want to look to chunks. Friday through to Tuesday, the next five days. The only high-volume day in those next five days is on uh, Friday with the 10 games on, so you can stream the other days. So when I do talk chunks, people will often correct me and say, well, Josh, you actually said he's got two games when he's actually got three. I am talking when I'm talking chunks about players playing on low-volume days. So the player might have three games, but I'm not including the higher-volume day. So for this five-day period, it's Friday. So it's about who do I get in to be able to use the most on the low-volume days. And this is also a perfect time for me to remind you, and I'm going to bang this into your heads from here on out. Do not use any week 16 waiver ads. Do not use any week 16 waiver ads. Let me rephrase that. You know, in week 16, don't use waiver ads. Until a trade happens, the deadline, always keep two for the deadline, or there's like a long-term injury that creates something opening up. Do not stream next week. Could you please like recite that back in the comments on the video? I will not stream week 16. Anyway, if you get ahead of it, hey, commandment, if you get ahead of it and get a little bit of extra value for the next five days, here are some guys. Jalen Suggs, Sunday, Tuesday combination. Malik Beasley, Leaky Beasley and Jay Crowder. Now, Jay Crowder is not an awesome option, but could you get 60 minutes of action out of him across this five-day period? Maybe. Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday for the Bucs. They've got the best schedule here. The Only team with the three qualities. Uh, Io DeSumo is just a must roster player. He's got the Saturday, Tuesday combination there. Jared Vanderbilt Biltbar has got Saturday and Monday. And Brandon Pajemski has got Saturday and Monday. Obviously, we know Pajemski and the Warriors play on Friday. Uh, we know the Magic play on Friday too. But, you know, you would you use those guys on, on Friday. I don't know. But I know you'll use them on the other days of this period. If you're just looking for a two-for-one on Friday, Saturday, and you've got the ability to um, actually use someone on Friday, these are the guys. It it gets pretty rough, but we're looking at Pajemski, The Pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. (laughs) What I found really interesting is I started playing that song, and people were like, what is this stupid song that you're playing on Harrison Barnes? Why are you doing that? And that makes me go, oh, Yeah. There are people who are new to this show this year and you don't know what that is and you don't know about the sound bites that I used to play for players all the time. And just go and go to YouTube and type in this song called Big Enough, right? And that is like a version of it that I can use on the show. I used to play a clip from that song, one of the funniest and wildest songs you've ever seen. You've seen memes out of this song. You know the Screaming Cowboy meme? That's what that song is. Go and check out that song. But that is what that part is. It's like a a MIDI piano version of it. Yeah? As I play my piano. Dr. Sayers style. Anyway, Pajemski, Barnes, Sharich was my good two for one, but he's out, so sh- scrap that. Bubble Champagne, Chetty Osman, who's been getting like 25 a night with Kelden out, and then Trey Lyle. So yeah, it is a pretty rough list. So it's Pajemski and Barnes who are the real standout guys there, I think. And that is like, that's rough. What about five games in eight nights starting on Friday. There are six teams who do it. Hawks, Hornets, Warriors, Bucks, Kings and Raptors. All those teams... Have five games in eight nights, a busy schedule. Not good for Haywood, not good for Ball, not good for Hunter. Probably not great for Clay and the Warriors. We'll see. Buck should be all right, but Giannis might sit a game. Or oh, middle that's bad for Middleton. King should be fine. And Raptors with the return of Pirtle, maybe he has to sit a game in that period. That brings us to the streams of the day, 10-team streams. We are going to Aaron Neesmith at the top there. Old Big Dick Nick Richards, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Jeremy Sohan, Lugens Dort, and Jalen Suggsy-Suggs. For 12-teamers, We use all those 10-team names first, then you slide onto this list. Aaron Wiggins, Bilal Kulabali, Brandon Pajemski, Andy Nembhard, Larry Nance, if he plays, Alec Burks. And then for deeper leagues, we go to Drew Eubanks, Caleb Martin, Reggie Jackson, the Yokai John Isaac, the painter Matisse Theibel, and Pig Williams. That's big Jalen Williams. Vietnamese legend Jalen Williams. In Oklahoma City. For points leagues, we're going. These guys are all 61% available or more. Lou Dort, Pajemski, Jabari Walker, Bilal Kulabali, Aaron Wiggins, and Cameron Whitmore, who's probably only got a 20 minute a night roll, even though his scoring has been very, very high at the moment. And that, Legends, is the end of today's show. Don't forget to go ahead and uh, bang single, double, triple. Go do that. Thumb it up, leave your comments, ring the bell. Subscribe, a great way of helping out the show. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See yeah.